Hello, and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. Recently, the puppets controlling the Biden administration executed their latest spending initiative, a $2 trillion boondoggle chock full of longtime wish items of the radical left. The sheer audacity of this bill is shocking to the conscience of any basic economist. Our national debt is $28 trillion, representing $85,327 in debt for every man, woman, and child in the United States. Know anyone that's pregnant? Their baby owes more than $85,000 to communist China and similar groups the moment he or she is born. The bottom line is that we are mortgaging our children's future and the debt collectors are some of the worst, most violent, anti-American, Christ-hating people in the world. If you don't think there's a day of reckoning upon us, you're a sheep is led to slaughter. Politicians at the state level have come to simply accept that states get money for things like roads, schools, and health care from the federal government. But that's simply not what our founders intended. Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3 reads in part, Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers. Additionally, tariffs on goods being imported into the United States may be uniformly imposed under the powers granted in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1. An easy way to envision Article 1, Section 2 taxation powers is as follows. The state of New York has a population of about 16.8% of the total population of the United States. Under the Founders' Plan, whatever federal budget was passed and tariffs did not otherwise cover, New York citizens would have the obligation to come up with 16.8% of the remaining total and remit that to the federal government. The state legislature would be responsible for determining how to best raise those funds. Since senators prior to 1913 were elected by, elected by and beholden to the state legislatures, as you can imagine, they would not approve a budget that put a strain on the states or they would be subject to being recalled and stripped of their office. Government types love to spend money because quite simply, more money means more power. Money can be spent foolishly and recklessly, and that's okay, because the point is not the money. The point is acquisition of power. The disastrous crossroads in which the federal government fully departed from the founder's vision occurred in a very short span of time from 1909 to 1913. In four years, power-hungry politicians dealt three mighty death blows to our republic via passage of the 16th Amendment, which justified a direct tax on the people, the 17th Amendment, which changed how the House would represent the state, and finally the passage of the Federal Reserve Act. These three pieces of legislation radically transformed our republic, which have led to the situation of today. It should come as no surprise that a world war broke out almost instantly after so that the newfound powers could be exercised liberally in the face of emergency and simultaneously cemented in, into place. What is the answer? How do we do more than just bellyache about the problems? Well, let's use the Constitution, but let's make sure we do it correctly. The Democrats led by Nancy Pelosi have control over the U.S. House of Representatives. However, in 22 states, 
Republicans have a trifecta, meaning unified control over both the governor's office and both houses of the legislature. The Republican Party claims they stand in opposition to the free-spending liberals, so let's put them to the test. As we have discussed in length in these segments, interposition as, a, as authorized by the Ninth and Tenth Amendments is the key. In this instance, state legislatures may protect their citizens from unconstitutional federal spending by escrowing federal taxes payable to, by state citizens. Instead of sending income tax money to the IRS, citizens would instead send them care of the treasurer of the state. The legislature would then determine what funds are due and payable to the federal government to fulfill their obligations under Article I, Section 8, in proportion to that state's population. The appropriate funds would then be remitted to the federal government, and the balance would be refunded to the people. Getting back to how our founders intended to pay back debt is a much safer way to begin balancing the budget as compared to the convention of the state solution to call a constitutional convention. The Article 5 convention they are proposing is a terrible idea that would open a Pandora's box of horrors that right now would be controlled by the radical left. Such a plan could make the horrors of 1913 look like a box of roses in comparison. Don't just know your constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information. And please share this with others.